What's up, guys? I'm Connor Fergus, and welcome to my podcast. In this podcast, we talk about my journey of becoming my best self. Everyone has something they want to learn, improve, or work on, and we can all learn something from one another. In this podcast, I share what I've learned in my life through my time as a young adult, athlete, military veteran, and sales professional. I started in sales going door to door, really at the bottom floor, and my goal is to climb my way up. I hope you enjoy this podcast and please subscribe and share with others. Now let's get started. To sum up what Mamba mentality means, it means to be on a constant quest to try to be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what the mentality is, right? It's not a finite thing. It's a constant quest to try to be better today than you were yesterday and be better tomorrow than you were the day before. What's up, guys? It's Connor Fergus from Door to Door to the Top Floor. As you can see, we're doing Mamba Mentality Part 2. And, you know, I just got back from a a little mini vacation. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling rejuvenated. Um, Definitely needed it, but, you know, I'm I'm definitely ready to get back to work. And um, I'll definitely admit I've been a little bit off my game for the past week. Just, you know, just sleeping a little bit later, staying up a little bit later, been a little bit looser with my diet, you know, haven't as much been on top of my to-do list every single day, um, and meditating, reading, I haven't been doing that as much, not praying every morning like I usually do, just a little bit out of my routine. You know, I guess um, when quarantine hit, my, in my previous job, I was working, you know, such so many hours that everything that I did had to be so structured. And, you know, I've always really been like a, a, a routine person. And, and, and I think my, you know, my, my habits with routines goes back to, you know, my time in the military. And that really starts from actually in high school. And um, actually, so I, I went to high school in San Jose for my freshman year in the middle of sophomore year. I moved to Hawaii and with my uncle. And after a year in private school, I was honestly, I was just ready to graduate and go home. And um, I actually heard about this program called Youth Challenge Academy. And what that program is, it's it's run by the Army National Guard. And it was mainly for, kind of like the name says, is for, you know, more at-risk, uh, um, you know, kids. You know, kids that are anywhere from ages like 15 to, to 18. And, um, you know, I necess- wasn't necessarily one of those kids. But the reason I was interested in, in it is I had a, a tutor in Hawaii at the time named Cassandra Tokars and she was the uh, she was a previous math teacher at that school and she just talked to me about all you know the the disciplines that'll be good for me and you know this this and that and it all sounded good and well but the the real reason I joined the school is because it was six months to get a high school diploma and after my junior year, I just did, wanted to get back to San Jose, get back to my friends and my family. And that sounds funny, um, especially now when I look back, I'm like, man, like I was living in Hawaii dying to get back to San Jose. It's kind of absurd. But anyways, you know, so th- this was uh, the academy was six months. You know, you live at the campus and I think we had a quick like week break or two day break or something. But either way, we were there six months. And the living conditions there, it was on a, an army barracks. So, you know, as any military base is, it's cramped quarters. It's super old school style. And, um, you know, like my room, for example, if you walk in, there was four little quadrants. And in each little mini room, there was two bunk beds, 
So, you know, um, that's eight people a room potentially, you know, 16, 24, 32 people could possibly be in the room. Now, it wasn't that many. Um, it was usually like two two people to a room, but, you know, it was definitely a, a different experience for me. It was kind of my first time doing that, and, um, <clears throat> you know, roll call was at 4.30 every single morning, and you had to get up, you know, get onto your PT gear, and definitely be out on that balcony by 4.30, or you and your entire squadron was going to have problems that morning. But, um, you know, so every morning we lined up in PT gear, <clears throat> sounded off. Each person, one to 35, or however many people were in my squadron. And there was three squadrons. So two guys on the second floor, and then the girls were on the third floor. And we were definitely not allowed to talk to the girls all six months, which was <clears throat> definitely, uh, you know, tempting. And I remember we would, like, throw notes to the girls' third floor and, like, little things like that. But back to the point is that that school was really the first time I had that much structure in my life from the classes to the the person for, to the PT you know the conditioning uh to my meals even to my free time and <clears throat> you know that 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 was really important for me at that at that time in my life you know while I was going through some ups and downs and after I graduated you know I ended up going into the air force and I guess the reason why is when I graduated I actually graduated a little bit early I was uh you know just barely about to turn 18 or I had just barely turned 18 and you know, I left San Jose really because, you know, I was going through ups and downs. My father passed away and I kind of, you know, as any kid, you know, that age, you know, it was, it was a lot for me. And I, you know, I got myself a little bit into trouble and I moved in with my uncle in Hawaii. And after I graduated that school, I finally was starting to find discipline in my life. And, um, you know, I, I didn't want to lose that. And I was kind of nervous about going back to San Jose as much as I felt like a changed man I knew that that wasn't the cement wasn't dry yet you know I still had maybe so a lot more repetition and consistency of doing that for it to really be cemented in my life so you know I I didn't really know what I wanted to do in school you know thinking about going into college at that point I didn't know what to major in or where to go to school or how to get money for it and um, I definitely wanted structure so I joined the air force and it gave me both of those things it gave me structure and you know, it taught me skills, it, it gave me discipline, and it's paying for my school now, uh, which is awesome. <clears throat> but, you know, I, I look back and I think about, you know, Youth Challenge and the Air Force and those things, those tasks or duties that used to be forced upon me. Now it's a little bit different because I'm not in the military. There's no one over my shoulder holding my hand or telling me what to do. Um, yelling in my ear, I have to have <clears throat> that self-discipline to hold myself accountable. And I think the military definitely gave me, you know, gave me that. And I know I've, I've spoken to people in the past that asked me about my military experience. And I guess there, the common statement is, man, like I'd never join the military because I wouldn't want to take orders from people. Yeah. I don't think anyone likes getting ordered around. Um, you know, I don't, but I also at that age realized that it's a portion of my life that's going to give me, you know, X, Y, and Z. And also it, you know, it, it gave me those self-disciplines and it was just for a period of time to, to learn that, that now I've been able to carry those skills into the rest of my life. And, um, you know, when I'm saying I'm going to do something, I, I get it done or, or whatever, you know, little things like, you know, if I say I'm going to be there at seven o'clock, best believe I'll be there at seven. And that's just little things like that have definitely, you know, helped me be more successful in my life. And I think uh, a lot of people like say they're they're gonna you know they're disciplined to do things or set these crazy goals and stuff like that and 
there's a lot of talkers out there that just kind of blow smoke and talk shit. And I bet you we all know of someone who's like that, who, you know, talks about their dreams and their end goals, but really like never wants to put that action to get the work in. They they just talk a lot and blow smoke, but they don't want to put the work in. And I always feared that, you know, being someone who, you know, because I'm definitely not someone who's shy about my goals and the big dreams that I have. And I speak it into existence and just work my ass off to get there. And I think if you want to be great, it's inevitable that you have to work hard, you know, but the biggest thing with that is it's easy to do, you know, to work your ass off for a week, for a day, for a month, for a year even. But to do that consistently day in and day out is is one of the hardest things. And there's a lot of sacrifices that come with, with success. And I kind of think they go hand in hand. But I also believe that, you know, finding the consistency, I, I think it all comes from, you know, this constant battle with yourself mentally to to consistently do things that you know are are supposed to be done. I think it's how do you negotiate with yourself. I think that's the biggest thing is uh, and we talk about the mental side of it, but then like, what does that really mean? Like the thoughts that happen in your mind when you're going through a competitive situation or you're facing a tight deadline, you still don't have the idea yet. You know, what happens inside of here? You talk yourself out of it. Do you say, okay, well, it won't be a big deal if I don't do it or I don't have to get up on a Tuesday morning to go ahead and hit the track. What does this day really mean? in the long scheme of things anyways, just one day. Mm -hmm. Like when you have those conversations with yourself, are you able to negotiate your way out of, you know, that little, you know, voice telling you it's not that important or does that little voice get the best of you? I think that's what separates people who go on to do great things versus people who don't or people that do great things, but in an inconsistent. And, you know, Kobe really speaks that, you know, he, he talks in that clip about end goals and when i think about goals in general like goals aren't fun and goals are you know any any kind of goals you know are are hard most of the time um and usually that's how we like to make our goals in life like even for something small like like if you say like i know a lot of people's like new year's resolution goals or goals in general i want to get back in shape well that comes with certain disciplines that are pretty hard to do you know it it may seem super simple and honestly it is, you know, getting in shape is pretty, it's a pretty simple concept, but the things you have to do to get there, you know, eating right, you know, five, five or six days out of the week, uh, you know, getting a good sleep every day and consistently doing those things is easier said than done. You know, that's a lifestyle. Um, and, and, and I think that applies to, to a lot of things is, you know, doing that day in and day out. And, and you see people, you know, kind of just, blowing smoke all the time um but you know i think uh success and you know achieving achieving greatness is a journey i mean i guess where i'm at in my life is i know i know the things i want to accomplish i know some goals that i want to check off and some you know like you know retiring my mother and 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 helping you know create generational wealth and all these little things and but i i wouldn't necessarily say that i know how I'm going to get there. Like, for example, I just left an industry where I was the number one person and now I'm stepping into a different, you know, still sales, but it's a, it's a similar industry, but it's different. And, uh, it's going to take time for me to learn and to, and to grow. But I think that's also, you know, part of that, that Mamba mentality. I had a summer where I played basketball when I was like 10 or 11 years old in a very prominent summer league in Philadelphia called the Sunny Hill League. 
where my father played, my uncle played, and they were like all-time greats and yeah. some stuff. And Will Chamberlain played in the league, you know, uh, Earl of Pro Monroe played in the league. And here I come playing, and I don't score one point the entire summer. Really? Not one. How old were you? 11, 10, 11. And you're playing against other 10, 11-year-olds? Uh -huh. And you didn't score once? Not one. Were you in the game? I was in the game. How did you not score? Because I was terrible. Really? <laughs> yeah. That At happened. 10, 11 years old, you were that terrible. Awful. I mean, I, you know, and I had these big knee pads on because I was no. growing really fast. And I had socks all the way up here, and I had like the high top skinny, yeah. like skinny as hell. And I scored not a free throw, not a nothing, not a lucky shot, not a breakaway layup, zero points. Is that when you think the mentality of hard work started to come in for you at that age when you yeah. failed so miserably, I guess, that summer? I think that's when the idea of understanding a long-term view became important because I wasn't going to catch these kids in a week. I wasn't going to catch them in a year, right? So that's when I sat down and said, okay, this is going to take some thought, right? Mm -hmm. What do I want to work on first? All right, shooting. All right, let's knock this out. Let's focus on this. Half a year, six months, do nothing but shoot. All right, after that, all right, creating your own shot. And then you focus. So you start, I started creating a menu of things. Mm. When I came back the next summer, I was a little bit better. Right? And a I menu being like, I've got my jump shot from 15. I've got my Yeah, I got my jump away. shot from 15. My... I got my three-point shot. Like, just open shots. Not miss open shots, right? right. Be able to shoot it with speed because those kids are so much more athletic. Yeah. And then the next summer I came back, I was a little better. And the summer came back. You the scored. Next summer, it was a little better. I scored. Yeah, you know, it wasn't much, right. but I scored. And this you know? is 12, 13. 12, 13. And then 14 came around, back half of 13, 14 uh, years old. And then I was just killing everyone. And it happened in two years. And I wasn't expecting it to happen in two years, but it did. Because what I had to do was work on the basics and the fundamentals. Well, they relied on their athleticism mm. and their natural ability. And because I stick to the fundamentals, it just caught up to them. And then my body, you know, my knees stopped hurting. I grew into my frame. And, and then your athleticism, once you have the fundamentals, exactly. the hard work, the mindset, and you tack on the athleticism, exactly. it's then, then, game then, over. Then it was game over. <laughs> wow. So from 13, you're good, average still? I was, I was good. I was good. good. And then about, about the, like the end of my, like right when I was training 14, I became the best player in the state. At 14. At 14. So from 12 to 14, you went from scoring zero to being the best in the yep. state. And, um, you know, just like just like Kobe talks about in that clip there is I really try to look at, you know, achieving success and all that stuff patiently and, and really play the long game because, you know, I'm not really 100% sure what's going to get me to where I want to be. But like I said, like I'm playing the long game. I'm not just looking for these for these small short term successes. And I think, you know, if you look at today, and it's unfortunate, but I think the this whole social media world and, you know, we as, as, as people, as human beings, unfortunately, we're constantly comparing ourselves, you know, to, to others and comparing yourself to this fake artificial online world that honestly messes with a lot of people's heads, even including mine at some times. And and it kind of distracts you from the process and the journey that you're on. And also, you know, for myself and a lot of my peers and buddies and friends and colleagues is growing up here in the Bay Area, it's such a competitive area and the standards are so high. It's easy to, to look around and see people that are maybe a little bit ahead of you in their career or a little bit, they're done with school and you're not. You know, it's easy to kind of get down on yourself. But I, I guess like... I, 
nobody knows what success looks like. It's different for everyone. You know, just because society says that you're supposed to go to high school and then go to college and then get a job in a corporate company and save your money and eventually buy a house, have a family and retire. Like that doesn't mean that that's the only path. Like for myself, you know, like I talked about, I wasn't ready for school at at 18 or 17 at that time. You know, I, I wasn't ready for that. I didn't know what I wanted to study. I probably mentally wasn't disciplined enough to have all that extra free time and get good grades and, you know, achieve my degree. So, you know, I, I went a different path. I went into the Air Force. I got work experience. And now that all the ton, that tons of work, ton of work experience that I have. And now, you know, it gave me direction to, to kind of figure out things that I like and things that I don't like, which, you know, ended up guiding me towards towards my business major. And um, and now I'm in school with a completely different state of mind as a as you know a young adult, and eventually you know just like if I would have went to school right out of college, you know it, it all connects, really anyways um, at the same point, and uh, you know I, I I have dreams and goals really like anyone else, but I think like where I'm at right now in my career is I, I'm still you know kind of like mob mentality the first one like I'm still kind of in my rookie going into the sophomore year of my career um but i'm just right now i'm ready to just work my fucking face off to 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 start creating success for myself and you know when i think about people that i admire that work their asses off i mean i can't think of anyone better than kobe bryant that were people right that's just how i made my mark so the game was at seven i was like you know what i'm gonna come to the stable center because we're playing this one lakers had kobe and Shaq. okay this is this is like the championship lakers so, you know, I'm going to get there at 3 o'clock, and I want to make sure I make 400 made shots before I go back into the room, and then I sit in the sauna, and I get ready for the game. Who do I see? I see Kobe Bryant, already working out. So once I set my foot across that line, I started working out. And so I worked out for a good hour, hour and a half. And when I came off, after I was done, I sat down, and of course, I still heard the ball bouncing. I looked down, I'm like, this guy's, this guy's still working out? So he was working out like it looks like he was in a dead sweat when I got here right. and he's still going and it's not like his moves are nonchalant or <laughs> lazy he's doing like game moves you know um, I sit there and I unlace my shoes I'm like I want to see how long this goes so I sit out there and watch another 25 minutes and he got done I said okay I think I've seen enough go play you know come back get in the sauna get ready for the game that game he drops 40 on us okay and after the game is over, I'm like, I, I have to ask this guy. Like, I, I have to understand, like, why, why he, he works like that. Right. So after the game is over, I'm like, Hey, Cove, like, why, why were you in the gym for so long? He's like, Cause I saw you come in, <laughs> and, I, and I wanted you to know that it doesn't matter how hard you work, that I'm willing to work harder than you. Wow. You just, you inspire me to be better. Right. And it was the first time I started to see this level of competitiveness where I said. I need to start doing more. Right. Wow. But you you never get better if you're not willing to put in the time. And basketball is very similar to the game of life. There's going to be ups and downs. It's not always going to be easy. Mm-hmm. There are going to be challenges. There's still going to be curveballs thrown at me. But if you put in the work and you constantly put in the work, that's the only way you're going to grow. You know, that that's definitely uh, an incredible story. It just talks about, you know, that that competitiveness to just outwork anyone and you know for me like that doesn't really apply to me I'm not in athletics but the person that I I try to outwork is myself and and that all goes back to the mama mentality of constantly trying to become a better of yourself better version of yourself and 
for me, like I'm so excited for this next challenge ahead and I'm looking forward to all the growth and the unknowns, you know, all these things that I don't know what's coming and you're this completely new industry and new bosses and new company and new culture. Like that's very exciting for me and I know it's going to be a challenge and I can't wait, you know, for that challenge because, you know, mama mentality means constantly working on becoming the best version of yourself. And I always believe that that hard work outweighs talent. And without studying and preparation and practice, you're really just leaving the outcome to fate. And I don't do fate. You know, Mamba, that Mamba movement has inspired more than just pro athletes. I mean, fans everywhere, including myself, are now using this phrase as motivation to keep going, to keep pushing, and to keep fighting. And, you know, I, I do my best to, to channel this mentality in my daily life because I want to be the best version of myself. You know, I, I want to to do all these big things and I have all these big goals for myself. But at the end of the day, I'm really the only one that can that can put that stuff in action. And, I'm, and you know, there's going to be lows, there's going to be ups and downs, but the ability to, you know, reflect and look back and, and figure out things you're missing and things that you can improve in and and seek out that that advice and be hungry you know success and all of that all of that life shit is in your hands and um you know i I do my best to you know rest in peace to kobe you know my idol growing up is to channel that that inner mamba mentality with my life and um you know it's it's definitely something that that helps me and something that you know I think can really help anyone because at the end of the day, we're all looking to grow and all and all looking to achieve success and become the best version of yourself. And, you know, that's what I'm going to leave you guys with today. And, you know, if, if you're if you if you're looking at your your day to day and you're maybe you haven't you know, you're maybe, you know, you could work a little bit harder or maybe there's something that's that you have your eyes on in this and this goal you have for yourself or a promotion or, you know, you're in school and you're looking to graduate and you got some tough classes. Left. I mean, whatever it is we can always improve and always work our fucking faces off to become better. And that, then that's, that's really how you get there is looking within and, and working, working on yourself first and, and looking in the mirror and just, and just getting to it. So let's, uh, you know, let's end there and, uh, can't wait to drop this one from door to door to the top floor, baby tuning out.